Welcome to Mission Matters, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University. Celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old mission that is SLU. Brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. St. Teresa of Avila was born in Spain in the 16th century. She entered the Carmelite Order of Nuns and after several years realized that the relatively luxurious lifestyle that had been adopted in the convent was in need of reform. Through Teresa's commitment, writing, and prayer, she has been named a doctor of the church. What this means is that the Catholic Church has recognized her as having made a significant contribution to theology through her writing. One of the prayers of St. Teresa of Avila goes like this. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks, the eyes through which he gives compassion to the world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes, you are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Welcome back to Mission Matters. I am Sister Virginia Herbers uh, out of the Office of Mission and Identity, and I am so happy today to be having as guests Michelle Werner from Campus Ministry, who serves as the coordinator of the Spring Break Immersion Trip and everything else in campus ministry that comes across your plate, right? Yep. And Molly Schaller, who's program director and associate professor of higher education and administration in the School of Ed, and also, most especially, the faculty fellow for the Office of Mission and Identity. So welcome, Michelle and Molly. Glad to Great have you here. to be Thank here. You. Thank you. We're here today basically to talk about the student of St. Louis University, you know, what has been your experience over your years of ministering here on campus? Uh, what do you see the needs of the student being, particularly via via the mission and the identity of Jesuit education? How do you see the mission exemplified in the students themselves? Anything at all that you want to speak to, because both of you have experience that is vast and a little bit unique. So take it away, either one. Yeah. Um, so I get to work with a lot of students who I would say are very centered in the mission um, at SLU, which is really a privilege of my uh, role working with our Spring Break Immersion Program um, and just in campus ministry in general. I think the students that I mostly come across are ones who are really hungry for just learning more about the world and their role in it, um, and in particular in the hurts of the world and the places of suffering and discerning their own place within that and what they feel called to to do to alleviate some of that, particularly through a lens of faith. So I would say that I get to see the mission lived out really daily with the students that I get to work with, um, both as student leaders and as participants in the immersion program. Um, so I consider that really a, a great privilege. Do you see them coming in with that kind of a thirst and interest, or do you see that develop in them over time? Or, yeah, there's. I think there's definitely a seed that they come in with. Um, I think we see students coming in with different levels of knowledge, and there are some folks who come from 
from Jesuit high schools or other high schools that had a strong focus on service and justice as well as faith. And so a lot of those students are maybe more well-versed, some of the language um, and just some particular justice issues. And then there are others who don't come from that background, but for whatever reason, have this desire not just for service, but for something deeper than that, some encounter with others that are marginalized and wanting to have an experience where they can build relationships with people and continue to learn more. So I think everyone who applies for the Immersion Program really um, comes with some seed of that thirst, and, um, and then it's developed in different ways with different students. And I see there's some students who will go on a trip and then I never really see them again and um, don't know necessarily what they're going to end up doing with that eventually. And then there are others who I get to see some who, you know, went on their first trip as a freshman. And then I get to see as they develop into those leadership roles, um, sometimes within campus ministry in the immersion program or, you know, on the Ignatian Family Teaching for Justice that we um, send students on each year. Um, I've seen some of them go on to be interns in the Center for Service and Community Engagement. So um, there's definitely a development, I think, that happens throughout their time at SLU. So it's it's great to be able to to walk with them and be a part of that journey and also recognize that they're getting that development through a lot of different aspects of what they do here at SLU. Great. So I love that you use the word hunger because although I don't have a lot of notes in preparation for today, I hunger for purpose was one of the things that I wrote down. I just feel like this time period in our world. We are welcoming so many students to our campus who've got that hunger. I work mostly with graduate students, so I I run a master's program and a PhD for folks who are going to work in higher education. So all of my students are kind of like me in that we fell in love with university life and don't want to ever leave it. (laughs) Um, And are also really want to support students in their growth and development. So I study college students as my main area of research. So I've I've been in Catholic higher education. This is my 31st year, but I'm relatively new to St. Louis University. And I have a real sense that this student population is different. I mean, certainly from what I have seen in, in previous places. And one of the things that I would say is that that willingness to talk about that hunger for meaning is really very prevalent. Mm -hmm. All the students that I, I mean, I I run across this all of the time, especially among the undergraduate students. They're so thoughtful about kind of searching for their place in life and so articulate about the things that you talked about, right? Not just what are the needs in the world, but how do I get into a relationship with people, not in a relationship where there's a power differential, Mm -hmm. but truly being in relationship, being in community with other people. I have to say, though, with graduate students, and and the School of Education is very diverse, so we have students from all over the world come to our graduate programs and from lots of different faith perspectives. And one of the things that's been so interesting in the past couple of years is just being present with our graduate students as they try to figure out, okay, wait, what does this mean to be at a Catholic institution? And, oh, my, sometimes their eyes just open up. I feel comfortable to be of maybe a different faith perspective here because of the shared notion that we are human beings in this world together 
and seeking ways to make it better, you know? And forming community. Yes, and and there's a real sense, like I, I just think about some of our students in the past couple of years who've said how safe and welcome they feel here from being from around the world. Sometimes it's not easy, it's never easy to go someplace new and study and, and have to learn the language and deal with cultural differences, but to not feel like your religious differences are a barrier for you, to, you here, mm-hmm. um, has been really one of the marvelous things that I've heard from our, our, our graduate students. So I think that's another interesting part mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, well, and I think I've seen that too in our in the undergraduate students who participate in the immersion program. I would say it's one of our most religiously diverse programs mm-hmm. that we run out of campus ministry. And um, we often have students of different faiths come on our retreats, but it tends to skew a lot more Catholic or Christian Um, And I think in the immersion program, we get to see how people coming from all different religious traditions or no religious tradition are able to to build community and talk about issues of justice and solidarity from a common place of care for humanity. And my goal as one of our pillars of our immersion program is spirituality. I intentionally use that word instead of something that might have a more specifically Catholic connotation, recognizing that a lot of our students who are searching, they are able to encounter their spirituality in a different way through the communities they form on the immersion trips and through the people they meet and the and that kind of search for meaning um, in their lives. And so it's really, really wonderful to be able to create some of those spaces where um, dialogue can happen across religious differences with kind of that shared mission of, of service to humanity and, and connection and solidarity. It's interesting because the language you use made me think about the times when I have been around students who love the Jesuit language, right? That to be able to say, for example, women and men for and with others, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to, right. to know, okay, well, yeah, I buy into that and how that's ended up touching their lives. The language that we use here ends up being both an opening, come on in, and a source of strength. Look, I can connect to that, and you and I connect to it together, right. which I think is really an interesting way to think about the Jesuit mission. It's funny because we talk sometimes in religious orders, so whether it's Jesuits or Dominicans or Benedictines or Marianists or whatever, we talk about um, charisms mm-hmm. of the religious community. And with the language of charism, the way I always used to talk about it as a vocation director was that God places a personal charism in each one of us. So whether we call that our charisma, there's something unique about a charism within each person. And then when you find the community to which you're called, mm. there's a resonation mm-hmm. of that charism. So it's almost like you find the community that your heart beats in sync with. Yeah. And that's what's coming to mind as I'm listening to you two talk about when a student shows up at SLU and tries to figure out where's my home here. The mission is the first thing maybe that that starts to resonate and then they have to figure out which aspect of living out that mission Mm -hmm. best fits them. Mm -hmm. I don't know, does that seem to fit? Absolutely. I was was thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking about the the process, so I, I had the tremendous pleasure of being a part of the institutional mission priority examine last year where we a group of about 18 of us spent the year listening to folks in small groups talk about 
how are we living out the mission and, and where can we grow as an institution in living out the mission? And all of them were amazing experiences. And mostly I ended up in tears. I mean, mostly people make me cry. <laughs> but being around the students, so what I, I'm thinking about, like I can remember the very specific experience of being with Student Government Association. Mm-hmm. Very, very diverse group of students in every way. And to be present with them as they were talking about their hopes for us they didn't understand. I don't think they could see themselves as I could as an outsider. You know, I'm not one of you. I'm not a student. I, I'm just listening to you. How much they were living the mission in the way they talked about how they want us all to live the mission. Wow. Do you know? I mean, it was really, it was this really interesting kind of thing. Like, they're understanding that we're called to be the kind of community where people really are valued as whole human beings and that we celebrate those uniquenesses that people bring. It was really a very, very moving experience. Mm -hmm. Like I can literally put myself back emotionally in that space, you know, Mm -hmm. because of how impressed I was by their diverse views and shared language, you know. Yeah, that also makes me think of a really important point, which is that I think what I found is that the students in so many ways call us as the faculty and staff and administration of SLU to live out the mission more fully. And I think young people are especially adept at kind of pointing out where those gaps are. And I know that that's that's something that I've really tried to be receptive to as much as possible with the immersion program, recognizing that kind of service and immersion programs can sometimes do more damage than good in the community they visit. They can they can very easily foster that sense of like serving from a place of kind of seeing yourself as higher than someone else. And so um, really f- finding ways to to work with the students to to make the program as as healthy and equitable as possible and to make sure that we're including people on the margins within our own SLU community and mm-hmm. um, and also not just looking at cities across the U.S., but kind of bringing that knowledge back to St. Louis and looking at what impact is our university having on the communities around us here in St. Louis. I think there's so many of those questions that come up that really come from the challenges of, of students voicing some of those things that I know that I can personally have blinders on and, and don't see... And I think as as an institution, often it's we need that kind of prophetic voice from the students to keep us on track and living out the mission. Wow, that's a great point. (laughs) You know, notions of going to the margins and an immersion trip coordinated with going to the margins on your own campus Mm -hmm. or in your own classroom or dorm or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about integrity, integrating all the parts of our lives. I love that. Which is interesting because as students are struggling with their own notions of integrity, right, they're yeah. always willing to call out <laughs> wherever they see it missing sure. someplace <laughs> else. Although I have to say, I mean, one of the things that's been the most impressive to me is the number of students who I've met who are deeply engaged here in the city in mm-hmm. some cause that they really care about yeah. in long-standing ways. Mm-hmm. And I know that what that does is it sets the stage for a different kind of relationship, a different kind of connection that I hope, you know, I mean, I think all of us hope, please let this carry on throughout our society because what we are doing is shaping our society by the kinds of experiences people are having here in their college years as they also struggle with. What is it I say and am I living out those values? You know, all of that stuff too. So Mm. it, it... it amazes me the kinds of things that I've watched our students do 
in the past couple of years, the ways that they're deeply engaged, the ways that they're leading mm-hmm. maybe their faculty or staff to do better. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's inspiring times 10. I mean, it really is a an amazing thing to watch. It goes back to hunger, though, right? Mm-hmm. I think we want desperately to be full members of our community, but in a way that does manifest our own integrity. You know, people want that. And, and so, uniqueness. Yes, yeah. right. I can find my place. I can be in deep relationship. I can commit myself to our community and making it better. All of those things are the kinds of things I think our students are wanting. Mm-hmm. And I have something to give. Mm-hmm. I have something that could be valuable to someone else in a mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we've talked around a little bit. Let me ask the direct question then. What do you think the mission here at SLU has to offer the student of 2020? You know, we've talked a lot about the hunger for belonging or to give back or to be in relationship with, genuine relationship Mm -hmm. with. Um, What specifically does SLU's mission and identity have to give to the student body? Well, let me talk about it theoretically, and then how about you talk about it practically? Because as somebody who (laughs) studies college students, and my my particular area of focus for the past about 20 years has been the sophomore year, which is, uh, you know, people go, how do you, how do faculty members start studying these things? Don't even ask. (laughs) Um, But I'm so interested in that year because what we know happens developmentally is, especially at a place like this, across the board, students experience so much intellectual contradiction that if they walked in the door with a a clarity about maybe who they thought they were, what their gifts were, what they believed about the world, those things get deconstructed pretty quickly because you get so many contradictory messages. There's nothing better than sitting in a political science class and having that faculty member say something totally different than what your history professor said two hours ago and having to figure out how do I reconcile those things. And the sophomore year turns out to be um, such a place of, of conflict in a student's mind about, wait a minute, how am I going to make sense of these things? And an awareness that I better figure this out. I can't just turn to an authority and have them tell me. And that search for meaning and purpose in that way has been pretty well documented now for about 50 years, starting with therapists in counseling centers, believe it or not, who were the first people to write about sophomores. So I I think that's a natural part of development, right? Coming to a college and then having all of this stuff thrown at you and going, wait a minute, you know. Disintegration. Yes, disintegration. That's exactly right. That's the right word. So, yeah, you can't integrate before you. You have to disintegrate, right? You deconstruct what you thought as you walked in the door and then try to figure out how do I put these pieces back together in a way that actually honors my values as I'm creating them. And... Because that's just a natural part of the process, that should happen on every campus, right? That should be, you should be able to explore those things on any campus. Mm -hmm. But what happens here is we elevate those questions and say, let's talk deeply about how you might answer those, right? So what does a spring break immersion experience really do? It helps you go deep into it so that you can try to figure out, wait a minute, what are my gifts? What does the world need? 
Is there a way where I might be able to put the two of those together? And I think it is that elevation. Some of it is simply language, but a lot of it is longstanding traditions with programmatic approaches where people know they can turn to or are going to be called to a different way of exploring questions of meaning and purpose that naturally happen. So I think it's the elevation that really is pretty cool here. I just think about the number of programs that exist on our campus that students have an opportunity to participate in, uh, Casa de Salud or the MICA program or um, the Overground Railroad, right? The many, many ways that our students get deeply connected. So that's the way I was thinking about it. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I would add, um, in my experience as a campus minister, I encounter a lot of students who are hurting deeply themselves. Um, I think we certainly have a mental health crisis among young people, not just limited to our campus, but definitely present on our campus. And I think that is often connected with disintegration or breaking down of, of people's previously held beliefs. And I think some of that is in the realm of views about the world or politics or um, those kind of things. But I see that also happening in just their understanding of themselves and coming to realize things about maybe their how they were raised, their family of origin, and whether um, some of those messages they received from their families were are actually helpful and healthy for them moving forward. And I see students in those, those places of kind of questioning and crisis. And it certainly in a different way than a mental health counselor. and But I, I do have some of those conversations with students that uh, what I see is the importance of having those opportunities that you were talking about, Molly, about being able to connect with something greater than themselves so that as they're uh, maybe struggling with what do they believe about the world, but also what brings them worth, where does their meaning lie, um, just individually and personally, the the fact that we can kind of connect them to all these different experiences around campus that can give them the opportunity to see themselves in the context of community, you know, outside of just hanging out with their friends in the dorm, to continually offer opportunities to go outside the slew bubble and to say, like, life is beyond just these four walls that you're in right now or what you're experiencing right now. So I think that is a big part of what the mission can offer. And I think just the way that our staff and faculty are oriented also is towards that care of the whole person. And so I think we, hopefully everyone working on SLU's campus is in some way buying into that mission. Um, And that affects just how we provide care to those students going through difficulty or in crisis in whatever point we encounter them, because we know that that's not just going to be falling in the laps of of the people in the counseling department. That's, um, we all have some of those touchstones with students at different points. So hopefully our mission is also forming us as as the staff and faculty of the university and how we are responding to the students. So take a second if you have to come up with an answer, but how do you think you embody the mission to the students? So I, I do believe strongly that my challenge is to live my strengths, right? And when I live my strengths... That's consolation, right? When I find yeah. God, when I find my deepest connection to God inside myself and I'm able to, to live out what I know is my best self. I'm not always able to do that, let me be clear. But I think it's about love. It isn't actually that I need something from the student. I just, and this is familial, right? This is how I know it's a, it's a, it's a gift that I've been given to be able to see people as just a gift from God 
to me in this world. And so I think they know that I'm trying to figure out how to be of support to them in every way that I can. And that's probably when I'm at my best, living the mission. That's truly honoring the whole talk about cure personalis, right? Mm -hmm. Really caring for the whole person that's right in front of you. And even more than looking at them, seeing them. Absolutely. So that's, I mean, in my mind, that's exactly what it is, right? I find that I'm mostly blessed, mostly blessed to not see whatever students' challenges are. People's strengths jump out at me. That's when I'm at my best. I don't have all the language yet, right? I'm a relatively new person here. I don't don't know that I've got it all down, but I, I just love being with our students. It's a tremendous, tremendous privilege. Yeah, I think for me it comes out in different ways depending on the day. Um, I think sometimes I get to live the mission by just being present to students as, you know, they need someone to to talk to about something that they're struggling with and just a resource to, like, help point them in in the direction of where they can find additional help if necessary. So I think I'm able to provide a compassionate and safe space for students. I think also in a very kind of more practical way, I think I have some gifts in administrative responsibilities. So um, <laughs> in running the um, the Spring Break Immersion Program, honestly, a lot of how I live out the mission is by keeping track of student forms and payments and keeping relationships going with our host organizations in different places. So I think that's the uh, maybe less pretty side of living the mission, but is really necessary in order to offer those opportunities for students to be able to go and hopefully be transformed. I think more often in my day-to-day work, that's what it looks like. Well, yeah, and I think my point is that mission isn't an abstraction, right? It's an incarnation. Like, it needs us in order to exist. So without it having hands and feet and a heart and eyes and ears, the mission isn't going to exist out there, you know, and it's not going to be able to be either conveyed or received. So that's the reason for the question. How do you give hands and heart to the missions? As both of you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, we have this ad- administrative support person in the School of Education who the mission pours out of her. And really what she does is take care of all of us in the School of Education by providing for the things that we need, that our computers get fixed or that our schedules get corrected or whatever it is. The level of care that she brings to her work is inspiring and inspired by the mission. I mean, she's inspired by the mission and it inspires the rest of us to stay on mission. So I love that you talked about it that way because we need everybody. Everybody finds their own way. To, to live out the mission, and, and uh, boy, I'm so thankful for her. I mean, she takes care of the mission in the approach that she takes to her work all the time, and, and what a blessing. Right. I, there's some, what's the expression I'm thinking of? Something like, um, when it comes to love, there is no small thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, Molly and Michelle. It's been great to have you here. Uh, Talking about the students of SLU, the students are why SLU exists, right? Thank you for giving of your time to be here with us. So until next time, uh, keep your eyes out for where that mission is alive and well. In the office next door to you, walking down the hall, on your way to get coffee, it's all around us. And if you have an idea or someone who needs to be 
spotlighted on Mission Matters, you can email us at jesuitmission at slu.edu. Until next time, God bless. Amen.